laughing all the way to the bank. fucking good welcome to the inaugural 2019 season episode of the spread podcast it's yours truly jordan lemasters i'm also here with my brother and co-host marcus marky mark lee masters what's What's up up, baby another year another another fucking year of football god man i'm so tired of watching baseball can i start out right there and just say i'm sick and tired of watching like august baseball Baseball's not going to get good until October now. So I'm really, it's a perfect timing for football to be coming around. I mean, it always happens to me. I, and it really lasted a short time. Like maybe like the last two weeks of June, I went to like a couple of Cubs games and I was like, you know what? Baseball, man, it's just America's game. I really like going to, really like going to the ballpark and having a dog. And now I'm just like, fuck baseball. It sucks. It's so stupid. It's so boring. I want football and it's here. It's here today. What it do, baby? August 29th, and college football is officially kicking off. So we understand it's been a while since we've been back. We feel bad. We regret it. We didn't go out on a note we wanted to last season. Marcus, I think you can agree with me there. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was beaten down. But I will say this, not to be negative fucking Nancy's here. I'll say this. We, this whole uh, sports gambling movement, if you go back about two years ago, whenever the hell we started this, we called this yeah. shit. So now, and then, you know, so we called who, it. Who was there first? Last year, we got our teeth kicked in. We were here. We were here. And now, you know, we're back. And we're going to keep this shit going this year. Well, hey. We're gonna get it going. I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I got shaken last year. I was more I was more <laughs> emotionally invested into a football team than I'd ever been in my entire life. I've never I've never seen you as fucking beaten down as you were when we were leaving Ames, Iowa last year. I mean, I it was that yeah, was bad. Rock bottom. It was bad. We ran But I mean a lot of things have changed <laughs> since then. So things are good. I got a new job. Um, I'm working like, um, in like voiceover and music and advertising. It's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, what, what's going on with you, Marcus? I feel like you need to catch the people up on what's going on in your life. Oh, I'm just getting old as fuck. I have a house now. I'm married. I think, I think we, we probably touched on that last year. Definitely. I've been married a year. That's what's crazy is this shit's going so fast. I can't even keep up, but I'm in a new atmosphere. I have my sports gambling dojo is what I like to call it in my basement Mm -hmm. here. I have three monitors. We're ready to roll. We're looking at lines. We're doing research. This is going to be the best year yet. You can fucking mark that down. Yeah, we've got some major fucking locks coming down the pipe today. (laughs) Major, major fucking locks. We'll get there. Not quite yet. Um, I put on a lot of weight, I think, since last football season somehow. I'm very terrified of this football season because I'm already overweight. This is actually the first time I've started, like, an exercise program, like, two weeks before football season. I'm hoping to carry out. And we're not— Because if I don't stick with this through football season, there is a very solid possibility I'm going to come out in February over 300 pounds. Well, I'll say this, and we're not even a crockpot chili season yet. That's fu- that's what's fucking dangerous. The IPAs and the crockpot chili. 
that's at least three inches to your waist. Well, right and there. I think that the weight is one thing, but I think just like the metabolic damage that is incurred, <laughs> you know, to your liver and other functioning organs with the just sheer amount of, uh, con- you know, food that's going in. And uh, it might be irreversible damage. Who knows? Uh, we're going to try to clean it up. Yeah, it's all we can do. But I am excited. I've been running last couple weeks just trying to, you know, shape up, get my mental, my body just in prime form to make some money. I've made 300 bucks already in the preseason in the NFL, which I don't really know if is a good thing. Oh, so I'll – so I'll, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I will just say I've only placed one bet um, – this season so far and it was on florida minus seven and oh my fucking god how bad their quarterback i mean not good it was it was a it was a fucking nightmare i and i put a i put a side like a sizable bet and convinced our father to place a bet on it too and we went down crashing and you know how dad gets when games don't go well he just gets all as soon as you tell dad to bet something the bet it's, a, it's, it's not, not gonna hit. That's so true. Because it's so true. Dad, I yeah, I need to stop betting with dad. Dad he gets so his juju gets all fucked up. Dad only then, hits bets whenever he like he does this like crazy thing where he's like, I'm just gonna bet three hundred bucks on like the dumbest line ever, and then he fucking hits it. And then it's like Dad's oh. big Dad's big on the Undertaker lock of the week. Yeah, he's rising rising from the dead. Yeah, he he makes very bad picks but somehow they work out when they need to the most <laughs> but he never wins whenever we give him advice he never wins and then he always gets super pissed i went to bed at like i don't even think i actually know i did not finish watching the florida game because he kept saying back to me like oh it's a lock though isn't it because i kept telling him it was a lock and that pissed me off enough to put me to bed so i just went to sleep he hit you with the oh it's a lock line wow yeah, yeah. When it was like, it was like, I think it was Miami may have taken the lead. I forget. I'd be like, Dad, you want to, you want a lock? Buy a house. There's a lock. <laughs> no, it was fun. But honestly, dude, it, it that game was a was a lock. But Florida is not a top ten team. And if you think Florida's a top ten team, you can get the well, fuck out here, of here here's, right now. Here's what happened. It's a classic case of a week one team, week zero team, who all the pressure on the world's on them, and then you've got this f- wild bunch on the other side of the ball who literally have nothing to fucking lose because Miami's been in the dumps the last couple of years, and now they're on their way back. So they literally... I mean, they were playing loose. They were just getting after the ball. Florida looked, you know, scared to make a mistake, and they, you know, eventually pulled away, but it wasn't enough to cover the seven points. Well, dude, you know, that's the thing. Florida still won. You know who looked really, really good with Florida was their defensive end. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he played like an absolute stud. Well, their whole defensive front is just outrageous. But um, just to touch back on the fact that I've won 300 bucks in NFL preseason – I was very excited. Which is a savage move. Savage move. Well, I was like, at first I was like, this is really great. I got a little cushion, put me into the regular season. And I don't, you know, even if I lose, I go on a losing streak, I won't be in the hole. But here's where this gets a little dangerous. Let's say I lose uh, eh, 70 bucks week one, maybe 50 bucks week two. 
and then another, you know, 90 week three. In your mind, you're like, well, I won that 300 week. Come on, I'm still up at least 200 because you're just forgetting about those losses. It can be a slippery slope if you're catching my drift here. Yeah. You just don't want to convince yourself that you're good. So to me, like going into preseason, I don't have the confidence betting because I know nothing about like it's hard to make like a honest opinion on these teams. What do you look for? For all, like, maybe people who want to throw some action on NFL preseason this week. What do you look for for these preseason bets? Honestly, um, the over-unders have been all over the board this preseason, so I stayed away from those. But what I look for personally is the same shit I look for in regular football, but you just got to know who's playing and who's not. You just got to sniff around. If, if they're playing their starters on offensive line, if they have a decent backup quarterback, you need to look at how many times they're throwing the ball in the games because ultimately these teams, they're not playing the game to win. They're playing the games to practice situations. So if you see a team that's throwing the ball 38 times a game in the preseason, that's because there's they're not going to change that based on what another team's giving them. They're just doing that to work on situations. So you can throw that out the window. You can throw out... Um, game planning and anything like that. It's solely just to work on parts of their game they need improvement on. So I'm not going to lie. I won some very lucky bets that got me there <laughs> just based on, like, just no strategy. They're totally luck. But at the same time, you know, it's not too different. You just got to kind of, I guess, look a little closer on some details you might not normally look at uh, regularly. Well, season. and there was also some wild preseason news that – everyone and their fucking grandmother's talking about and that is the famous retirement of andrew luck and i know that you're ready to talk about this so i gotta bring it up yeah i mean it's uh it's pretty hilarious because i think it brings up like every fucking topic that people argue about in football one is like the safety of football two is like the, the whole mentality of ownership and how players are viewed as, like, pieces of property. The other one is, you know, when does fanhood stop and end and when do you start treating these figures like people? And it, I don't know. So when but, was the footage of him actually, like, walking off the field and him getting booed? Dude, this is what went down. This is, this is what went down. So Andrew Luck's plan was to, after the game have a meeting with the team in the locker room after the game to break the news to his team that he is quitting. Ret- retiring. Retiring. <laughs> He's retiring. <laughs> oh He's a quitter. God. He's a quitter. Okay. It's quitting in my book. Um, but fucking Shefty breaks the news fucking, during the fucking game. Fucking Shefty, And, of man. course, everyone catches wind of it. And, it, it, you know, obviously it's a preseason game. So... One thing that everyone got very up in arms about was the fact that Andrew Luck was booed after the game. Yep. And here's my first point. This is what I'm not defending person making a life decision because everyone's got the reasons and Andrew Luck deserves to do whatever the hell he wants. But if you're a franchise quarterback or a figure in the sport like football in the country like America where you're literally viewed like a god to people 
Like people go to bed like with their hopes and dreams relying on you. And then you wait, and then you have the audacity well, to wait until two weeks before the season to say, you know what, guys? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. Yep, it ain't for me. Like, when did what was the catalyst? There had to be something. I'll give you. I'll give you my take. I one. I think it's bullshit that people booed him. But on the second hand, I can kind of understand it because they're zero and three in the preseason. So at this point, they're all just looking around like we are so fucked. Like the Colts fans who breathe and sleep, Colts are zero and three in the preseason. Andrew well, Luck retires. He's like, "Fuck this. <laughs> we're we're not going to be any good." Well, fuck. And the preseason. they freaked out. Fuck the preseason. But, but here's the. But deal. without Andrew Luck, what do they got? They got nothing. So they. Nah, I mean, I mean, dude, Jacoby Brissett is not bad. He's a decent quarterback. But here's here's he's, what's so he's fun. not Andrew Luck. All the social justice warriors came out for when Andrew Luck got booed, walking off the field after the game. Which, well, I thought it was bullshit. You know, I it, thought it, it was bullshit. It is a little bullshit, but here's a perspective I want you to think about, okay? Let's think about the situation at hand. This is a preseason game. When the game has ended, Marcus, have you ever been at the end of a preseason game? Have you ever sat through a whole preseason game live? When I was like a child, and yeah. I think we were late because you left the tickets at home. No, you, you just <laughs> the fact is you just don't do it. No. The people that do no, do true. it are probably just super hammered or just like weirdos. So the game ended and you got all like the, the renegade bunch who are riding out the one football game a year they can afford to go to. And then they start hammering <laughs> Andrew Luck with booze. And then now we're going to yeah. throw this blanket statement out about how like we don't treat NFL players like people. And it's just you got to. Well, and that's what got and that's what got annoying because it, and then it became a trendy topic to go and defend Andrew Luck my like the only thing I had to say was no one's ever been in the position he's been in as far as physical injuries and physical rehabilitation but then when you say it like you have a very good point with the people who were at that game who were sitting through the preseason games because there was no one in that fucking stadium and like the people booing him there are just die hard crazy Colts fans who don't like like you said rather season ticket holders who just live and die Colts or people who don't get to go to many games. So well, let, me, let me put it this way. When you go to an NFL game, you've sat in the 100 sections before, right, Marcus? Yes. And have you sat in the 400 sections before? No. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, high baller. Sick brag. But Well, I haven't been no, I haven't been to many and I've only I When you this sit is a, this is a I like watching NFL games at home cuz I can watch multiple fucking games right. so I can gamble on more of them. <laughs> Right, makes sense. But what I'm telling you is the crowd that you get in the 400 level is universes apart from the crowd in the 100s. So Andrew the, Luck was get, was fucking with the 400 level. He had a stadium full of 400 level fans booing him <laughs> who were drunk. <laughs> you know why? Cuz the tickets are half the price. And those in the in the you know, I hate to say it, but the fans are half you know, the status. It's just a fact of matter. It sucks to say it. Honestly though, I it's I think it was a little blown out of proportion. Um, Andrew Luck's kind of a weird guy. It didn't really surprise me. I just hope he doesn't get into broadcasting because I can't handle his like <laughs> laugh that he does. I don't know who has a worse laugh, Andrew Luck or Kawhi Leonard. That would be a good like soundbite side by side of those two <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And Andrew Lux's goofy ass voice. If he gets into broadcasting, I got into the wrong career. 
Because if that dude can do sports broadcasting, I'm going to go back to college and get a journalism degree. Because if Andrew Luck goes uh, into broadcasting, I, I'll fucking... I don't know what I'll fucking do. I'll move to Egypt. Well, this is what he said. Well, uh, well uh, you know, we just got to, you know, they got to go out there and move the ball bellies. And t- <laughs> uh, that's, I do not need to hear more of that. <laughs> but oh, yeah. shit. So, it, it, you know, I do feel bad for the guy because he seems legitimately unhappy, but I think it was totally blown out of proportion um, uh, on both sides. I think the people booing him were were a little extreme, and I think the people who went out of their way to defend him, and I was probably guilty of that at first because I was just kind of shocked by the outroar. Um, and I was like, well, why the fuck would people boo this guy? I but mean, at the end of the day, people have a right to be upset. I don't care what it's about. It's like... Let's and, take, and the let's same, take, in the same way, he has the right to, to not play football. Right, anymore. exactly. Like, let's take, like, a pathetic boyfriend who gets dumped by his girlfriend all right i like where you're going here i like where you're going a girlfriend has the right to dump her shitty ass boyfriend and the shitty ass boyfriend conversely has the right to whine and bitch and moan he's gonna boo he's gonna boo her he's definitely gonna boo her yeah you boo that you just got broken up with (laughs) and there's an emotional attachment to this man it's unreasonable to think that it's just gonna be he walks off the field before the season even starts, and, well, that was a decision you made. Like, good for him. Well, he just made the right choice. That's not how the world works. Did you see uh, O.J. Simpson on Twitter? He drafted Andrew Luck like an hour before he <laughs> he nah. uh, retired. And O.J. is like, hey, O.J., you got away with murder, brother. <laughs> drafted Andrew Luck a little uh, right before he retires, a little bit of karma. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I buy that he did that. He probably just... That dude's a fucking psycho. He's been tearing up Twitter. One of my favorite memes that gets brought up is when he's on the golf cart and he's like, take care. And he just drives off. <laughs> so and like, he always goes, what's up? What's up, Twitter world? Or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, pretty, it's pretty great having him on Twitter, not going to lie. It's gonna, it's, I'm excited. I think this, this football season's opening up. Other than, and I'm getting past the Andrew Luck thing. Like, we got some time to get ready for the NFL, but, man, college football is about to punch us in the mouth this week, and I can't wait. I think I forgot just how many games um, get played of football every weekend. It's fucking glorious. So, I say let's just jump in, and uh, we got six picks. Marcus has three. I have three. We're going to start 6-0. and We're going to do this shit right. And there's and it was hard. It was hard to narrow it down to six. There was so there's so much action and there's so many large underdogs. It's uh it's an attractive it's an attractive slate this week. And it's week one. We don't really know where people are at, so we have to be a little picky, but at the same time there's so much. It's all very tempting. But anyway, um, Marcus, I want you to go ahead and uh, lay up your first pick. Let's get this season on the fucking road. So I have two underdog picks, but I'm going to start with my uh, favorite, who's laying some points. And Wisconsin is laying 11 and a half. There's been some movement here, which I don't really understand why. But the main reason I'm betting Wisconsin minus 11 and a half against South Florida is all because of Jonathan Taylor. He's the best player coming back out of the Big Ten. It's not even an argument. Don't argue with me. I don't want to hear it. Um, if you want a value pick for the Heisman Trophy winner, you can get Jonathan Taylor plus 2,000. 
So bet 100, get two grand for you gambling rookies out there. Uh, Wisconsin's going to roll this week. I think Jonathan Taylor rushes for three touchdowns, and their defense is – I mean, it's Wisconsin. They've been on a roll the last three to four years. South Florida ain't going to be able to stop the run at all. You want to talk about a game that's just going to be completely dominated at the line of scrimmage? Watch Wisconsin-South Florida. Wisconsin minus 11.5. That's on Friday, I believe, at 6 o'clock Central Time. So that's a Friday night game. And that's my probably my lock. If, I, if I'm going to really put a heavy unit on a game, Wisconsin minus 11.5. I really, I, I really like Wisconsin this year. Heavy unit. I like the sound of that. <laughs> okay, does that mean it's my turn? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I got. Yeah, I got. I got a little more heat, but let's uh, let's get yours. Give me, give me your favorite. What's your favorite? If if okay. you could give me your favorite. Uh, let me let. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the favorite. This is big, man. First pick of the year. Okay, so this is a team overall super excited for. They return a lot of the pieces that I look for most in a football team being the offensive line, good quarterback, and a coach who's doing this shit right. I'm talking about Iowa State Cyclones, okay? They're opening their season at home against Northern Iowa, an FCS team, okay? The line here is Iowa State. They're favored by 18.5 points. I might just bet that because I, I just don't see an FCS team hanging with Iowa State this year. I think Iowa State, as good as they were last year, I think they may even build on what they had just because the system they have, the coach they have. If they have a, a QB and a great offensive line, they can do basically anything they want. The line that's super attractive to me, though, is going to be the team total. I should say the implied team total for Iowa. Since the spread is 18 and a half and the total points. Iowa State, right? What did I say? You said Iowa. Iowa State. Since Iowa State is an 18 and a half point favorite and the total is 41 and a half. If you do the math, there's an implied total there of 30, 30 and a half points. Which I think is just absolutely ridiculous With with, with Iowa State at home. On their opener against an FCS team, Brock Purdy, all five offensive linemen. If their defense can just get off the field, I don't, you know, I, I, I would be shocked if they're not able to score over 30 points or 30 and a half. So if you can take 30 to 30 and a half, even 31, I might even take. Jump all over that. I'm definitely going to be betting that if I can get it. Uh, a lot of books don't actually release the team totals a little closer to game time. So. Um, I'm definitely keeping my eye out for it. If you're not able to take it, go ahead and just take that minus 18 and a half. Well, and and quite honestly, dude, Matt Campbell, who's the coach of Iowa State, has done a phenomenal job there over the last couple of years. They've been rolling, and we saw Brock Purdy in person, and we've seen him all last season. In my opinion, I mean, everyone wants to get on fucking Jalen Hurts' dick this year in the Big 12. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to be a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts this year, and yeah, and that's uh, that's to me it's a no doubter. Brock Purdy's a stud. I know they lost some they lost some uh, talent on the offensive end, um, but they're very well coached. Like you said, they're bringing guys back on the offensive line, and they got Brock Purdy, who is a baller. So Iowa State's going to be fucking good this year. 
Absolutely. I, I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. They're going to be in the mix. Um, they could, they're one of those 100%. teams that could ruin someone's year at the end of the year, whether it's Texas or Oklahoma, when they're trying to bid for that Big 12 championship. I mean, they're, they're going to be a problem in the Big 12. Um, but, yeah, love that line, the over 30 team total. Marcus, what do you got? Uh, second one. I got to go to my boy Dana Holgerson, even though he is no longer with our beloved Mountaineers. We're going to Houston plus 23 and a half against Oklahoma. So this this kid is going to this may sound a little hot takey, but um, Jalen Hurts is going to have to prove to me that he can set back and throw in the Big 12. You're not at Alabama anymore. Jalen Hurts uh, benefited a lot off of Alabama's talent. And I know Oklahoma's got some talent. Let's not get that twisted. But Jalen Hurts did lose his position to a freshman. I think Jalen Hurts is probably the most overrated player in college football. He's like the third top guy, favorite for the Heisman Trophy. That's a fucking – it's mind-blowing to me. Um Jalen Hurts has to prove it to me. Dana's going to have those dudes at Houston. They're going to be flying around. They're going to be slinging the ball. I really like 23 and a half points. I mean, that's a lot of points the opening weekend. So I'm jumping all over Houston 23 and a half. Yeah, I like that. I think Jalen Hurts got to prove himself first and foremost. And I really like your take because it's very consistent with what you were talking about with this. Everyone seems to have this perception that that there's just no defense in the Big 12. No. Well, no. And look and look what the Big 12 did against – sorry to get fired up here, but look what the Big 12's offenses did against SEC defenses last year. They shit on them. They scored upwards of 30 to 40 points a game against SEC defenses. I mean, I could go back and look at the scores, but you can go look at it yourself. Big 12 offenses legit. You have to set back. And, and Jalen Hurts is going to run the football a lot. But that's not – Oklahoma's got a great offensive line, but they have some studs at wide receivers. So Jalen Hurts is honestly going to have to set back and throw the football. And I just I, – I'm not buying it yet. So I, I, Oklahoma's going to win the football game. I don't think it's going to be 23 and a half. I can tell you that. I like but it. Jalen Hurts – It's I'm not buying Jalen Hurts yet. I mean, he can't throw the fucking football. He, he, he's not a good thrower. He's a runner. And that's not what Oklahoma is going to want to do, is just let Jalen Hurts run all day long. I'm with you on that one. I'm there. So so I'm still – so it's fucked up. I can't get over Dana Holgerson. I have like a Dana Holgerson hangover. I'm still fucking – I'm still drinking Dana Holgerson right now. Hair of the dog, first week of the game eh. of the season, and I'm still betting on Dana Holgerson. So Dana's bring a damn me, good coach. Bring man. me – he is, man. And I well after we've we'll we'll get into this after our picks, but after dealing with fucking Neil Brown and Ugh. his preseason shit. We'll get into that. We'll we'll table that for, for after mm. our picks. <laughs> All right. Next pick. Might as well stay on topic here. We were talking a little about Neil Brown. Oh, and there is a line I like in West Virginia's opener this week. You guys know we love West Virginia. Huge West Virginia guys. We were riding their asses all year last year. I hate to say it, West Virginia is going to be ass this year. I will be the first to tell you. I will be shocked if they win three games. Shocked. Not only that, I was shocked when I saw that the spread for their season opener against an FCS team in JMU was only six-point favorite at home. A sold-out Mountaineer field in Morgantown 
Minus six. That's what we got against an FCS team. Yeah, that's this is, that's pretty that's pretty fucking crazy. And this is what this tells me. I one, I think the books are gonna make a ton of money this weekend because every Mountaineer fan in the land is licking their chops. Oh, and guess where sports gambling is legal for the first season ever? West Virginia. People are gonna be hammering West Virginia minus six. Oh, FCS school minus six. Well guess what? Here's the story on JMU. They have several NFL talents on their defense. They're returning almost 20 starters total. Neil Brown has come out in the press saying he knows there's more NFL talent on an FCS team than his team. He said that. I don't see, dude, and, like, I don't – why the fuck would he – like, I don't understand, like, why do you say that? Like, is he trying to do, like, the, oh, we suck, don't worry about us – like we're just, you know, it's going to be tough for us that he, like, if you're, that's it's, exactly, it's, it's really be, simple. He's covering his ass. Oh, I don't like that, He's man. Trying man. He's trying to cover his ass. He's just covering his ass. I would, you know, there's a, there's the tactic of the reverse psychology of letting, you know, telling the media that you think you're going to suck and that they have so much more talent. You come out whoop their ass. That's what I hope we do, but go on. Well, let me cut to the point here. West Virginia to be successful in this game, they're going to have to run the ball. One area of the field they're going to have experience in is going to be at running back. They have a couple great backs that are they're, they're going to try to feed a lot, from what I can tell. West Virginia has also changed their defensive scheme to run a 4-3. So I think the West Virginia defense, obviously it's lacked, but we're just going to, I think we're just going to see like a slowing down of the game of what we're used to necessarily with West Virginia football. Also, both head coaches from each program – they're in a position where they're in a season opener as a head coach in a, in a brand new program for the first time, each of their careers. Neil Brown worked his way up in all of his previous teams, Ted coach in the same thing, the opposing coach. So I think in a lot of ways, this could start out as some kind of awkward sparring match, a lot of running the ball, a lot of good defense. The total here is 52 and a half. So I'm going to take the under. I think there's going to be a lot of running, and I think there's going to be a lot of tiptoeing going on in this game. I think the Mountaineers do win this game. For some reason, I think it's going to be dramatic. I think they're going to win uh, near the end of the game for some reason, but I would not touch that six points because I could see JMU just as easily taking this game. Un- under 52 and a half, I've, I like that a lot. You can see West Virginia went on a game-winning field goal, and like we're just – it's just going to be brutal. Like I just, it's it's going to be a lot, like you said, a lot different than what we're used to seeing. But the good thing is we have three very good running backs coming back, so we're gonna have to run the football. And that's why I think this line is super high. And I agree with you, is we're not going to be slinging it around like we were last year. We're gonna have to run the fucking football if we're gonna if we're gonna be JMU. So I think, yeah, I mean I think West Virginia wins 17-14. I think this goes way under. Like way, way under. Like that's yeah, about the realm. Close. I see it. I so. could see it even being like a 20, 27, 2014. The six I think is pretty spot on. Like when I saw seven, I was like, "Ish." I saw six, maybe, but no. Fifty two is just too high. Fifty two and a half. Take the under all day on that. Well, that's what's weird. That line. That yeah. That that's that yeah. It's way too high. Because I think West Virginia's offense. I mean, fuck. They just. Uh, they just named their starting quarterback. I think it was inevitable for a lot of people, at least in my mind. But Neil Brown was refusing 
to name a starting quarterback. And he finally did in Austin Kendall, the transfer from Oklahoma. But it, to me, when it takes that long for a coach to name a starter, there's got there's there is there's issues. Like there always is. And that's like what well, it kind of this is kind of the transition into my last pick. Um Rocket off, Marcus. Rocket. So yeah. So what I was talking about with just teams in general, you know, waiting till the last minute to name a, a name a starter usually means trouble. So I'm taking Oregon State plus 14 home dog against This could Oklahoma be a little State. dog of the week spot. We haven't uh <laughs> yeah, This is hey. This is a big this is a big dog of the week because Oregon State's quarterback is 6-7. Got a high projection this year, high ceiling. And to me, Oklahoma State doesn't have a starting quarterback yet. And the way their offense maneuvers, if you don't have a solid quarterback that's in rhythm by now, that that just reeks of fucking trouble for me. So, like I said, there's not a lot and of And they're data, traveling up anything. to Oregon State. That's not it's Yeah, they're going to they're start going to the Oregon. season. That's I mean, that's a journey. So, you know, to me it's there's you know, there's not a ton of data to go off of, but with how or, or without Oklahoma State I like the situational play here maneuvers. though. It's I like I, you know, I like where your head's at. You watch Oklahoma State and their success. Their success is always driven off them to spread the ball out and their quarterback to make those like rhythm throws. And if they're not in that rhythm yet, I don't know if they're just slow playing. They're trying to fuck with me, like guys who just want to take Oregon State because I think they don't have it. They don't have their shit together in practice. Then maybe they're doing that, but it doesn't seem that way because there's two guys like splitting snaps in practice. To me, that sounds like a disaster. Call me crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon State won this game, but I really like Oregon State plus Whoa. 14, getting 14 points at home. But I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon State comes out and gets at them early, and then Oklahoma State can't rebound. So that's another game I have my nice, eye on. Nice, nice. Heavily. Yep, that's that's a good pick. I like that one. I have somewhat of an oddball pick here. Um Okay. Not necessarily marquee in any regard, but a line I like a lot when I was looking over the slate, going to the Big Ten. We got Illinois at home against Akron. The Zips. Zip it up and zip it out. <laughs> here's a zip it up. Bye bye. Here's the story on this game. Illinois is an 18 point favorite at home, which I love. Lovey Smith has been with this program, I believe, three years now. Um, Illinois has certainly seen better days, but there's a lot of excitement surrounding this program right now on defense. Uh, they've taken in a graduate transfer quarterback, Brandon Peters. Uh, he was at Michigan before, so I, from what I'm gathering and what I'm hearing, uh, Illinois football will not be trash this year. And Akron on the road in Illinois, I, I could just see this being a, you know, a classic opener game for a team who's actually going to be good this year. If this was last year or the year before, I might, you know, I wouldn't be talking about Illinois at all. But even last year, Illinois started coming around the, cur you know, coming around the turn uh, near the end of the season, was playing some better football. So I'm taking that 18, uh, you know, laying those 18 points. And I think I think Illinois will probably you know make this like a forty-five ten type of game, and uh, be an easy cover. No, yeah, I totally I totally like 
we talked about this um, earlier um, before we recorded. I'm in St. Louis and jail's in Chicago. I So with, with the Blues winning the Cup, after the Blues won the Stanley Cup, all it is now is St. Louis Cardinals and college football. So it's Mizzou and Illinois. Um, there's a lot of excitement around this Illinois team. They, I think Lovey Smith has got a chance to get out and recruit. And they're going to have a nasty fucking defense. I mean, that's, that's Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith also, he knows is look, to, he's, he's going for that Black Santa look. He's got just a stark white beard and a bald head. It's, yeah. it's pretty badass. Bet he really does. <laughs> it is. Uh, I did see a picture of him, and I was shocked because I'm used to the bald, the, the clean-shaven, bald-headed lovey. But I, I just think Illinois is actually going to be pretty damn good this year, at least on the defensive side of the ball. But on week one at home, sometimes that's all you need. If you can just kick the fuck out of the other team on the defensive end, you'll be just fine. Yep, I'm definitely going to be rolling with that one. You, uh, oh, shit. That's all of our picks. That's all six, huh? That's, that's all six. Well, so I do, I do, I did want to ask you who is your Heisman pick? And I know that we have the robot quarterback as the overwhelming favorite. And I'm not talking about Tua. I think it's a disgrace that that Trevor Lawrence is not the favorite to win the Heisman, because Tua is at this point number one. Like, Tua Tagovailoa is soft. Like I, he is. He's <laughs> weak-minded. He's 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 a classic. He's a it's classic a Alabama quarterback who sits back there and throws the best talent in the country who could be playing the NFL right now, and he just throws the ball up there. Look what happened in the national championship. Trevor Lawrence put on a fucking here's something. Show. Here's something I want to refresh everyone's memory on. Do you remember when Tua threw that pick six on, what was it, the second or f- the first drive of the game? You remember his reaction on the sideline? He was, like, giggling, like, laughing it off. Like, acting like, oh, that was just a fluke. Ha, 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 ha. No, dude. No. You're playing real football now. That's not a laugh. And then they got laughed off the field by Clemson. I just think that he has this sense of, you know, ability that's so much like as all Alabama quarterbacks do that it's just, you know, yeah, they're constantly constantly bailed out. And I don't see that with Trevor Lawrence. And if I had to pick someone to be the Heisman winner, I would. I will be shocked. The only thing that will keep Trevor Lawrence from not winning the Heisman this year would be an injury. That's it. So that's what I was like, and I, I totally agree. If it was like pick the Heisman Trophy winner, it's Trevor Lawrence. But like what I said earlier, the best value pick for the Heisman, because if Trevor Lawrence, you know, misses a couple games or not even misses a couple games, but they just like are whooping the fuck out of everybody and he doesn't get the numbers – Dude, Jonathan Taylor's gonna get the numbers this year. He like it, it, Jonathan Taylor could have like a record-breaking season for Wisconsin. Um, so I think the best value well, pick for also the um, Wisconsin running backs have you know have a history in having those types of years because of the way they run their system. They're constantly feeding the running back. No, yeah, and Jonathan Taylor's a stud. He's the best running back in the country. It's I mean it's not it's not even close. So Trevor Lawrence, to me, obviously, like, gun to my head, he'd win the Heisman Trophy. Um, but I'll be rooting for 
Jonathan Taylor just to switch it up. It would be nice to see a running back win the Heisman Trophy again because it's been a very quarterback-flooded uh, Heisman, you know, whatever, Heisman race the last right, couple right. of years. So I'd like, to see, I'd like to see Jonathan Taylor pop off. I'm huge. I'm big on Wisconsin this year. I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah, I mean, they're hard not to like with Jonathan Taylor coming back. I mean, that guy's a, a horse. A house. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. Well, dude, I mean, I I feel pretty satisfied. I feel like we're about to start off the season 6-0. and I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's going to be a lot of money thrown around this weekend. Gonna be a oh, lot we should also thrown. add, um, me and Marcus are going to be hanging out this weekend playing some golf up in uh, Minneapolis. I'll be back maybe we can uh back to back Maybe weekends. we can do a little update maybe podcast. To- uh I don't know, fuck it. We'll figure it out. We're just trying to get our feet back under us here. We had yeah. quite the following. We I think we we're getting like 300 listeners a week before but you know, we're starting from scratch again. So we've got to we've got to earn your trust. <laughs> earn your money most off. It is. It's not going to be a problem. We're making six so locks. much fucking money. Six it's picks, crazy. six locks. I'm good. I'm this ready week. to fucking go. It's going to be insane. It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to maintain the excitement. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, man. Well, I will. Uh, We're I'll back. See you Friday night. We'll We're back, baby. See you this weekend. We are back. Follow us on Twitter. The underscore spread underscore cast. We love you guys. Happy we're back. This is just the beginning of some monster locks all year. We'll see you soon. Take it easy. Love you. Diamonds on the neck, diamonds on the wrist. I put diamonds in the mouth because it's diamonds on my dick. I got diamonds on my hands, diamonds on my chest. G5, nigga, 20,000. I done made a mess. All the feds taking pictures, so I pose for the hoes. Got the phantom in the front, shooters at the back door. All the strippers know the tippers. Very big difference. Got a gold chain swinging in my name, make figures. Time to let your soul glow with a hundred bullet holes. Now you screaming to the Lord while them boys can do you wrong. Before I paint the picture, here come the grim reaper in the pair of black dickies. Life is such a dirty game as you walking through the flames. Stacking all the bodies as they calling out your name. See me at the new arena, best seats at the game. Hate the stems and subpoenas, but my snipers gotta aim. Sell a lot of records, not the money that I made. Of the bitches that we fuck, cause we share a lot of names. All the jewelers give me watches, cause they wanna take a picture. I be moving all the product, my new house is on the river. My new house is on the river. My new house is on the river, so I had to buy a boat. Better yet, it's called a yacht. I was then labeled a boss for the yayo that I caught. And I was raised to be a killer, but I grew to be a hustler. Beg your pardon, tell you sorry. I don't argue with the customer. And I got two bad bitches and they crying for the white. Play the cards in my hand, right? They dyking by the night. Call a plug, bad news. Tell a story till it's born. Styling sketchy and annoyed. I don't care, I need my coin. And there's word to this dead I ain't lying on my groin. Anytime, get lying like a rhyme in a poem. White lines in my form. Hear a wine on the porn. That's your main, she my side. Couple times, pay my bond. Got a thousand eight grams of that glitter. Come and get it, getting bands with the yams. Fuck the fans on the Twitter, fuck the gram, stop playing white grams, I get rid of white bitch 
sucking dick. I leave a class on a sweater while I mash on the pedal. Talking shit to her, tell her that I'm mad that I met her. Bitch, don't ever put your head up. Got the smackers on, call sliding, bare face and all. No shells, so well done. I let them take the vault. Three C's, two M's, one G up in the Benz, one liter of the lean. Yeah, man, squeeze up in my list. I was raised to be a hustler, but I grew to be a killer. And I be moving all the product. My new house is on the river. My new house is on the river, so I had to buy a boat. Better yet, it's called a yacht. I was then labeled a boss for the yo that I caught.